following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. In a post-apocalyptic world, decimated by a global pandemic, two men will arise to talk about movies. Featuring the Quote King, Austin Kelm, the Wizard of Jaws, Derek Jaws, they are the Podducers. Lights, camera, podcast, what is going on, everybody? I am the Wizard of Jaws. Joining me again in the Podducers studio is the king of quotes, the quote king, Austin Kelm. What's going on, bud? Hey, Jaws. How you doing, buddy? Oh, you know, just hanging out, doing cool stuff, uh, having a cup of coffee and doing some podcasting. I believe the correct response there is uh, living the dream, man. Living the dream. Someone's right. got to may as well be me, right? Exactly. That's what it is. Uh, man, I'm super know, we, excited. I'm super excited for this week, by the way. So I, I, right. No, I'm ready to roll. Listen, this this week is is awesome. We kind of so when we do this, we we kind of just chit chat throughout the week and say, like, OK, what movie do we want to do? And like we kind of hemmed and hawed the same way we kind of hemmed and hawed about the the title of of the show itself and everything else. And then all of a sudden in the in the 11th hour when we were supposed to be podcasting last night and we you know didn't because sometimes you don't. Uh, we decided on Forrest Gump. And by we, you said Forrest Gump. I said, hell yeah. So we are doing Forrest Gump. Right. I'm on board. Sounds good. Let's roll. This for me is a movie that I could watch every time it's on TV. 100%. When I was a kid and this was on like TNT or TBS, like whatever, uh, it was, that stayed on. That was a thing that happened. And you just watched all two and a half hours of it every time that it was on. And it doesn't ever feel like two and a half hours. No, it does not. Uh, it 100% is two and a half hours, but this movie is so damn good and is one of the most quotable movies, in my opinion. Absolutely. And that really was probably the deciding factor in me saying, hey, man, we should do Forrest Gump this week is how often in my everyday life and over the past 34 years of my life that somebody has quoted this movie to me. So uh, let's get the boring stuff out of the way first. It's. The tagline for the movie is the story of a lifetime. And it really is. It's the story of the lifetime of Forrest Gump. Right. Uh, kid, kid to adulthood. You nailed it. It's, it's considered a drama and a romance. It was rated PG-13 uh, for drug content, some sensuality, and war, war violence. Uh, and this was 94, I believe, if I saw the, yes, the thing sir. correctly. Yep. This movie was so damn good. And... I say that it won 50 of the 75 total nominations it got for awards. Last episode, I rattled a bunch of them off. Uh, it won. We, we don't, we don't have time for that today. <laughs> right. So um, it won. Not, not, best, not, not, not with 55 of them. Right. <laughs> right. Like it won best picture, best actor in a leading role, best director, best writing screenplay based on material previously produced or published best film editing, best effects, visual effects, uh, Best special effects. I mean, outstanding performance by a male actor in a leading role. Best actor, best visual effects, best fantasy, best supporting actor uh, for Gary Sinise. Uh, I mean, it just so, so, so many awards because it was just so damn good. 
Well, and, and there was there were so many groundbreaking things that went into this movie that like people don't realize that back in the day. And when I say the day, I mean, 1994 CGI wasn't really a thing yet. I think we, we take it for granted nowadays that these computer geniuses can make anything look like anything and make it believable. But back in the day, you couldn't have Tom Hanks have a conversation with John Lennon right? or with President Nixon or, with, you know what I mean, any one of the famous historical fixtures that he meets throughout that movie and have their lips move and have them have an actual conversation. And like, and I think that's one of my favorite low-key parts of this movie. And I say low-key because it's so good. There's parts that are so funny. Um, the story is fantastic. But the way they insert him into, into history, Right, right, right. Um, like, like he was there the whole time. We just never noticed type of thing. Right. right. Like, I mean, he met the president twice. Um, Went you, back you know, to the I, White House again. Yep, again. <laughs> and uh, but like, OK, so we've all seen in, in school, we've all seen the video of the first African-American students going to a previously all white school. And in the movie, the one girl drops a book. And he walks out in the middle, like, right, just, right. Just Take, picks, picks it up, up and hands it to her. My, Miami, Miami dropped a book. <laughs> it's like <laughs> straight up like, oh, there he is. TGI. Oh, man. But so, there, there's, there's a ton of that stuff. Just oh, groundbreaking God, yeah. technology that went into it. I mean, simple things like, you know, you see Lieutenant Dan after he gets his legs blown off in Vietnam. Lieutenant Dan, you ain't got no legs. You ain't got no legs. But he's sitting there in a hospital bed. Now, you as somebody in 1994 thinks, well, OK, his legs are going like down through the gurney like through holes you know what i mean so like you're only seeing his knee and it looks like you know that they're using like smoke and mirrors type of thing and then the orderly comes up and picks him up off the gurney and you're like oh my god he doesn't have any legs legs. boy talk about (laughs) method acting gary sinise cut his legs off for this role this is unbelievable i mean it's just well he got he got legs at the end it's fine right yes right magic legs just uh, unbelievable stuff went into this movie. And really, I, as cool as the special effects are, I don't think there could be a better movie soundtrack ever like assembled, but just across the board. The soundtrack of this movie is unbelievable with all the Vietnam rock songs. And stuff. Oh it my was God. awesome. Awesome. This movie was top to bottom fantastic. Uh, speaking on your, like the stuff with CGI, uh, we have, we've all seen the movie, so... If you haven't, uh, this podcast should convince you to go do so. Right. For the younger listeners out there. Uh, if, if, if I say run, forest, run, and you don't know what I'm talking about, that's a problem. Have you really lived life? I don't here's, think you have. Here's the thing, though. I believe you could say that, and they would know what you're talking about, despite having not seen it, which to me gives a tell to just how pop culture popular this movie was. Right. Right. I mean, really, people were saying that we were in high school and college, but the movie came out when we were six. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, we were barely out of diapers. I can tell you there's somebody sitting about 10 to 15 feet behind me that has not seen this movie, but can quote oh. it because of the amount of times that I have quoted it. But, I'm a little uh, disappointed now. I'm not going to lie to you. That's... I, keep, I keep trying, man. We'll get her one of these days. It's an uphill battle, but you got to fight the good fight. I get it. Someone's got to fight the fight. I understand. I get it. But uh, so interesting little piece of trivia about this movie. Speaking about the special effects uh, for when Forrest is playing ping pong against himself, against the wall. uh, And he's given his discharge papers. He sets down the paddle and the ball, which was computerized. The ball wasn't real. 
uh, to salute I, I think the officer. All of that when he when they show him playing in Japan oh, yeah. or China, right? Right. Yes. He's playing like the hardcore 18 feet apart ping pong. Yeah. Uh, when he goes to pick his paddle back up, he also pretends to pick up the ball, but they didn't actually like computerize the ball when he picks it up. So he goes to pick up both the paddle and the ball and there's just no ball. He picks up nothing, which is a fun little goof, like something that they missed. But I mean, if that, if that's your miss, if that's the thing you forgot uh, right in 94 with CGI that like, this was so flawed. This was such flawless CGI that like, you may not know that the entire thing, like, okay. Okay. Yeah. He's not playing, you know, table tennis, ping pong, whatever you want to call it at 18 feet apart against some Russian, Asian, o- Olympian, whoever, right. Olympian. So national champion, right. Crazy. Like, right. He's not doing that, but like, to say that, like, he didn't take the time to learn how to just right off his own wall, right? His own wall, right? Nope, the whole thing computerized, whole thing. Tom Tom Hanks is too busy. Anybody got time for that? And really, this this movie actually kind of like Oscar blocked one of my all time favorites, if not maybe maybe my all time favorite dramatic movie. My all time one of my all time favorites, right up there at the top, is The Shawshank Redemption. And when you look at the awards, it didn't win. You go, how in the hell did that movie not win best this, best that, whatever? And then you realize it came out the same year that Forrest Gump did, and Gump just like stormed the beaches there and took all the awards. And Shawshank didn't get nothing. Well, I shouldn't say nothing. They certainly got a couple, but did not uh, take away the stuff that they certainly could have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, really back to the, the quotability of this movie. If I had a nickel for every time in our, in our 22 years of friendship that you looked at me and said, Lieutenant Diane ice cream. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, we should totally go get some ice cream. We should absolutely like, that would be how you would ask me if I wanted to get ice cream. And the answer to that question is always yes, but you couldn't just say, Hey man, you want to get some ice cream. So for the, for the people hearing this outside the, uh, the zoom studio that we're in right now, we used to live on a side street in the village of Lancaster that was I we could literally stand on the roof outside my bedroom, throw a ball and hit Frosties. Uh, if you don't it's know, a what fantastic Frosties problem is, to have. Yeah. If you don't know what Frosties is, you're probably not from the area, but uh, just picture your run of the mill, awesome roadside ice cream stand. And that's Frosties. Um, so I would like we'd be just sitting on the couch watching. I'd be like, Lieutenant Dan, ice cream. Yep. All right. And we'd go it's walk a- and get ice cream. It's 97 degrees. We don't have central air because we just graduated from college and we live in an apartment. Yeah, I was and using I was using good. I was actually using the first uh, window air conditioner unit uh, that Forrest brought back from Nam. <laughs> Remember that thing it used to freeze my walls or it didn't work and nothing in between. But uh, yeah, so I mean. I, so, OK, <laughs> Lieutenant, Lieutenant Dan comes 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 wheeling on up. To Forrest, who's shrimp fishing, and he dives out of the boat, which is moving. Right. He's swims, the only one on it. Swims to land, runs up, and goes, "Hi, Lieutenant Diane," and Leslie, "Hey, Forrest." And he, they talk about the fact, like I told you, if you ever had a shrimp boat, that I would, if you were ever the captain of a shrimp boat, I'd be your first mate. Well, I'm here to make good on that promise. And behind him, the boat crashes through a dock, and he's like. That's my boat. Uh, that's my boat. That's <laughs> my Jenny. <laughs> now like, now, and, and, now there's and, like six or seven Jennies out there shrimp fishing. And you know what the fantastic thing is, is that he kind of where that accent came from. 
that he couldn't figure out what he was going to do. And then the, and the small story behind it is, is when they cast Young Forest, that kid was from like whether Alabama or Georgia and had yeah. that thick Southern accent. So really what Tom Hanks did is he just borrowed it from the kid. And instead of the young kid having to kind of duplicate what Tom Hanks was doing, Tom Hanks just took the kid's natural everyday voice and went, yep, that's Forrest. He got it. I mean, I, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we've kind of jumped all over the place here to, if you haven't seen Forrest Gump, uh, Forrest Gump is, is the tight, titular calendar or teacher it's the main character's name (laughs) (laughs) it's early i've only had one cup of coffee i'm sorry uh he's a simple man with a low iq but good intentions uh running through childhood and with his best and only friend jen a uh his his the teachings of his mom are the best you know mama always said uh teach him the ways of life it leaves him to choose his destiny forest joins the army for service in vietnam which we already touched on a little bit finding new friends called dan or lieutenant dan and his buddy bubba uh he wins medals creates a famous shrimp fishing fleet inspires people to jog starts a ping pong craze creates creates the smiley face with the have a nice day oh no it was uh shit no no it was no no both, both. Yeah, okay. The, okay. the bumper sticker, shit happens. Oh, you just stepped in a huge pile of noise. And he goes, it happens. It, it happens. What? Shit. shit. Sometimes. Yep. Sometimes. Uh, but that, and, and, and the have a nice day. He gets mud yeah. all over his face and wipes it. He goes, nobody likes this color anyways. And it's a smiley face. And he goes, have a nice day. <laughs> uh, writes bumper stickers and songs, donates to people, meets the president several times. Uh, all of that's irrelevant to him, who can only think of his childhood sweetheart, Jenny. Uh, who has more than messed up her life. Um, so that's your general synopsis of of the movie. And I, like th- that synopsis covers everything and doesn't do any of it justice. No, because it, it's a, like, really? He's running? Like, like just running. You know, I, wa- you, I was running. I was running. Right. But it's like, so if you if you just said that to an outside observer who knew nothing about this movie, and be like, you mean to tell me that there's six or seven minutes of this feature film? that made hundreds of millions of dollars where he's legitimately just running. Yeah. He's not singing. He's not really talking. It's not about like he, there's no relationship being formed there. He's just running and people are following him and people are following him. Right. And then the, like you want to talk about the anticlimactic payoff of a situation. This dude is running <laughs> cross country several times, goes like, left and right. All, east yeah, and west. Like, like times. He, he gets to a coast. He turns, he turns around and around. runs the other direction. And so like, <laughs> just, and then just one day he decided to, to, to stop. I, th- I think I'd I like to go, go home, home now. now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, ta- like, so if you're looking like, okay, what's he running for? And, and like, and the, the people in the movie echo that, like, what is it all for? Like, what's he running for? Are you, like, do- wish, are you doing this coverage? for women, women's rights? Like, what are you running for? And he's like, I just felt like running. And like, and all of a sudden just, I'd like to go home now. And, he and goes I, I love the the, fir, the, fir, the guy in the front of the line is like, what are we supposed to do now? Like, then, you're just going and, home? Like, we're right, in the middle then, of, like, Colorado. Like, what am I supposed to do now? And, and it just cuts. It just cuts to him going home. like Fre- Freshly uh, shaven. Cleans yeah. that all up. Which, I mean, he looks, everyone looks better with a beard. He looked better with a beard. That's just me. Yeah, I'll, but that's I'll like. Stop. It's like Robinson yeah. Caruso, like trapped on an island, like castaway beard. Like that was yeah. really that was some hair there. That yeah, was, that was that, well, you couldn't stop running for a haircut. You don't need a haircut to run. Just run. Well, that's true. That's true. Uh, but really, from time to back, from really just uh, this movie addresses a lot of it from 
you know, had the, the problems that would suffer from somebody from having a lower IQ, um, having just unconditional love for your, for your children with Sally Fields playing his mom to, you know, having affections and, and strong feelings for a childhood sweetheart that span most of your life to Decades. the problems that, right. The problems that people face during the, the, the Vietnam war and the PTSD that Lieutenant Dan faces after the fact, I mean, really it, it covers a wide spectrum of things that still hold true to this day. Um, that it's, it's as relevant in 1994 as it is in 2021. Um, and really, it just it, it encapsulates audience in, in, a, in a great way. It really does. And I mean, it does it in a way that like is funny. And like, I, I remember watching this movie at times and being like, there are so many times this dude, if he was just your run of the mill, we'll call it average person, would have gotten his ass kicked. And he doesn't. For one reason or another, I was like, you know, sorry, I ruined your Black Panther party. Like, right. right. <laughs> I mean, the, the dude right. literally walked in like he walked into a Panthers den and just walked out. No big deal. So, no, so I started a fist fight, tackled right. the dude over the table and started wailing on him. Oh, spoiler, like, spoiler alert. Yeah. And, and like and the whole thing, like, you know, he's he's chasing after Jenny, chasing after Jenny, who, you know, has her own problems dealing with, you know, the abuse of her father and I, and then having AIDS and HIV later. I mean, again, right. another and, like, thing just, that it covers in this movie. You know, like like rampant, you know, unprotected sex and drug drug, uh, drug, use, drug use needles. And, right. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the PG thirteen coming out there. That was yeah, and I mean that's you know PG thirteen for drug content. Well, they they definitely show. I mean, and at one point they show her all hopped up on God knows what, walking out to the balcony of a hotel and contemplating just walking off the balcony. Right. Like, and you know, eventually. Like the, the, the entire movie, and the, this is the best part, is the entire movie is told in segments of Forrest in present day, quote unquote, sitting on a park bench, talking to strangers about his life. Right. On his way to go see Jenny. Who drops the bombshell on him. That this is Forrest Jr. Because at one point in the movie, one of the last things he says before it just continues in modern time or current time, whatever, you know, you'd want to call that is him and Jenny finally getting together. And like one of the more iconic points of the line, like, you know, I may not be very smart, but I know what love is like. Oh, my God. And then, oh, here's Forrest Jr. And oh, by the way, Jenny dies of AIDS and you have to raise your son now. <laughs> like What? bombshell <laughs> spoilers all right if you it's it came out in 94 if you haven't seen it figure it out and it's and you know what and i think the thing i love about the most is is the the subtlety of the humor in very serious situations that like literally like he gets shot and wounded in vietnam which in any other movie would be a serious issue but yelling something bit me as he gets shot in the right butt cheek the like best, the best part I mean, about that whole scene is like and as I was carrying him, some, some I don't know what it was, but something jumped up and bit me. Ah, oh, something bit me. Right. And then like quoting, <laughs> quoting himself to the strangers on the park bench. Uh, but it, it just little things like that, little, little tidbits. Like, again, he was super sweet and he runs to Jenny towards the end of the movie and like gives her a box of chocolates. And if he gives the tour, he's like, I ate some. I like, <laughs> I mean, like, just like super small, like little things like that. 
Um, they didn't have to be over at elaborate jokes. They didn't have to use like any sort of slapstick humor in a lot of this. It was just super small, simple comments from and an overall like, sweet guy that just made su- you like the character. Super small, like, but right on the nose. Right. Like, like right. The, 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 he didn't, he didn't dance around the bush. He did like, he didn't sidestep anything. He just said it. And then like one of the best things about the movie is him punctuating things. Well, and that's all I got to say about that. Right, right. That, that's how he ends sentences, right? So we talked a little, little bit of interesting trivia for you. We talked about uh, him being inserted into historical events. Uh, and there's a point where he comes back from the war. And he ends up at a Vietnam rally in Washington. And as he gets up to start talking, somebody pulls the plug on the microphone and you can't really hear what he said. I can tell you what he said. I oh have boy. it here in front of me. Oh boy! So I'm to be, honest, do... to be honest with you, as, as the quote man, I don't know what he said. So I, I you color me intrigued. So uh, according to Tom Hanks himself, what is said when you can't hear it because you can't hear it in the movie either is sometimes when people go to Vietnam, they go home to the mamas without any legs. Sometimes they don't go home at all. That's a bad thing, and that's all I got to say about that. Which. If you know Forrest and you've seen the movie, you're like, that's pretty much on the head. But it's the fact that you don't get to hear it in the movie is fantastic. Um, you know, because like you think like, oh, my God, how is he going to like. Just uh, how, how is he going to screw this up or like he's going to incite a riot at this at, at this thing, but nobody hears him because somebody pulled the plug. Right. And like, then he reunites with Jenny and it's just a big old love fest from anti-war protesters. And it's a big deal. Doesn't he run across like, Oh no, right, right to the pond, yeah. right in front of the Washington monument, like right in front of the obelisk just goes running off the podium through the water. They have a big old hug right in the middle of, of 10,000 people. Uh, one of my favorite, like easily one of my favorite lines in this entire movie is when he's talking about the rain in Vietnam. Oh, again, another part. I mean, you and I as, as sports and baseball people, like we have to, our jobs are often dictated by the weather. And just be like, hey, man, how's the weather up there in Lockport? It's raining. <laughs> Seems like it's coming right off. It's big old fat rain. Sting in rain. I mean, like, if that's not how you describe water, I, I don't know what to do. Like every uh, weatherman out there is missing a real serious opportunity to describe rain in that specific way. Like, and I'm, I'm actually looking for the direct quote, but it's like, you know, one day it just started raining. It didn't stop for four months. So, sometimes light rain, heavy rain, stinging rain, big old fat rain. Sometimes it even seemed to rain from up, up underneath. And then it's like, hey, you know, Bubba, Forrest and Bubba, who we haven't even talked about Bubba yet. Bubba right, I was Forrest, just going like, to say his main best friend throughout the movie for a hot like, second. Like, Hey, Bubba, how about you lean against me and I lean right back against you? So this way we ain't got to sleep with our head in the mud. And See, like, that, that's BFF for you right there. Right. Oh, here it is. Uh, one day it started raining and it didn't quit for four months. We've been through every kind of rain there is. Little bitty stinging rain, big old fat rain, rain that flew si- flew in sideways. And sometimes rain even seemed to come straight up from underneath. Shoot, it even rained at night. That's a direct Off- quote. Awful amounts of rain. I'm sorry, I didn't have that. Uh, I, I as, was, the, as the quote master, I should have had that readily prepared. 
That's Listen, I, I just happened to be scrolling through it and my, my eyes caught big old fat rain and I was like, Ooh, found it. <laughs> um, but yeah. So I really, mean, so, so for this one, and I, and I, and I promise the people out there that we will not keep picking movies that we will rank incredibly high. We will do the, the bottom of the barrel movie uh, selections as well. And, and I think maybe even next week we'll go into some, maybe not controversial for everybody, but certainly controversial for uh, the wizard of jazz and myself. Um, but I, I got to figure that this one gets uh, another 10 clickety clackers from me. I mean, that's just. Yeah, this is uh, it's definitely a, a five for me. I'm going to assume it's a five for you. Yep. And that gives yep. it another 10. Um, if uh, if you haven't noticed on Facebook, I do. I did create a little uh, little graphic for us with the the movies poster with a little 10 clicky clacky things. Uh, they are called clapper boards. I will do my best to not make jokes about giving movies the clap. Um, <laughs> that'll be the only one I make, I promise. But I mean, like it, that one writes itself, but we're going to try to keep it PG 13, uh, which according to Forrest Gump means we can like light drug use in war situations, but we got to keep certain things, you know, under wraps, I guess. But uh, yeah, I mean, could you imagine anybody except Tom Hanks playing Forrest Gump? No, I mean, not even a little bit. It just, I mean, he was a, uh the guy to play this role. I mean, it really one of the only guys to win back to back, uh, best ox, uh, best actor Oscars. I was tough to say, um, you know, doing Philadelphia the year before and playing a man with, uh, with AIDS and then going into Forrest Gump the year later. I mean, that was, he was absolutely crushing it in the nineties. Um, perfectly cast across the board, Jenny to his mom, to Bubba, to Lieutenant Dan. I mean, it would be hard to fathom anybody else in any of those roles after 25 years. So here's a fun little fact for you that we'll probably end up kind of wrapping the show on. Uh, Hanks wasn't the first choice for Gump. It was offered to three big names first. Bill Murray, John Travolta, and Chevy Chase. And they all turned it down. Well, thank God for that, because those sound like three really awful situations that this movie could have gone in. Like Travolta would have been terrible. Like I, yeah, like, I don't think could, as could much as imagine, I like John, it's there. Could, I don't think the acting chops are there. That's not. No, could you imagine? Could you imagine Forrest Gump? Hey, kind of like you know being like a, a, this Italian guy. Like what? No, get out of here. It's and, I don't and, know like, how you. Yeah, and like, and like and Bill Bill Murray and Chevy Chase to me would have been too like goofy slapstick for it. Where Hanks can play that like play, Hanks played this as a serious role and it ended up being funny. Funny. Correct. Right. That, that, that's the, the mission that it kind of went with there. But yeah, I, I mean, I, that I, I couldn't like, so when we did Mrs. Doubtfire, I said, the only person I could see coming close to this type of, like this type of um, this type of role would have been Jim Carrey. I don't even have one for this. I don't have like, you know, who the, uh, who the bridesmaid to this role could have been. I just don't know that there's anybody else that could, could have done it this serious, this well, and been that funny for sure. No, nope. I, mean, I, I mean, I don't even know if it was meant to be funny, but like, how, how do you not laugh And again? Another line. If I'd have known this is the last time I was going to see Bubba, I'd have thought something better to say. Right. And he says, Hey, Bubba. <laughs> hey, Bubba. Hey, Forrest. Again, like, super, super subtlety in super sad. And what is an otherwise very depressing situation that right, those tidbits like, and those nuggets just make it such a sweet moment. His like his best friend 
got shot, wounded, and is going to die. And he knows that when he's telling the story. And like, I thought something better said, hey, Baba. <laughs> like, oh, so good. But uh, so we uh, we did talk about how with Mrs. Doubtfire, there was some question of whether or not this movie gets made today. Does Forrest Gump get made in 2020, 2021 or 2020? Yeah, you know what? And I, honestly, I think this one is easier than, than Mrs. Doubtfire. I don't okay. think there's anything, you know, with between the Vietnam War and I mean, there's plenty of movies that that have, you know, drug use or, or you know, questionable morals, we'll say. So, I mean, that's nothing new. Um, you know, them playing a man who's a little bit below the IQ line. I don't think that's anything out of the ordinary. You know what I mean? It's just uh, right. Because it's it, like we're not talking about somebody. It, it's not like a comedic representation. It's not a mocking representation. Right, right. It's really it's, him diving into this man. Like, and right. right, and a character who's just low IQ. It's not even, you know, like you could say he's mocking a specific disability or pretending to be of a certain disability of any kind. Who's, oh, excuse me, of any kind. Like, um, yeah, it's like, and when I first thought about it, that was my thought is like, ah, I don't know, like, you know, 2021, you know, the, the, the PC curtain of the world and, you know, but, but like, there's nothing. I mean, we, we, we did mention last week that there was a movie where the rock played a disabled vet and, you know, obviously Scorsese playing a disabled vet at the end of this would be a question mark. But like, again, at some point you have to say, like, if we're just having people who have lived this play it, it's not acting anymore. It's just telling a story with real people. Right. Um. So yeah, like, on, on second look, I definitely do think that this, you know, even even if you were to release an updated version to include, like, instead of Vietnam, you know, Iraq, the protests that kind of came with that. Right, right. Not that it was to the same national scale, but still, um, I just don't know that there's anybody but Tom Hanks that, can, that could crush Forrest Gump. Yeah, and it's been tried in the past. I mean, I'm thinking of things like uh, Sean Penn did I Am Sam. He played another guy with with a diminished intellect. Um, well, I, again, I think ironically he won best actor as well. So when you do it and you do it well, it's, it appears as though that's a, uh, a mixture for success. If, if you want to go with that route. Um, but no, like, like you said before, just perfectly casted across yeah. the board. Um, I, everybody filled the roles very, very well. At no point in a movie, do I look at somebody and went, I think that could have been better. You know what? Uh, you know, this actor and actually, they, they might've been able to pull that off with a little bit more, yeah, I don't know, dynamic flair or whatever your critique might be, but I, I don't, I don't have any for this movie. No, not no. in this case. And, and, like, it's going to be interesting when we get to when we get to movies that we could say like, oh, I would have, I, I didn't like this actor in this role, and I would like to have seen somebody like X, Y, or Z. Right, right, um, right. But yeah, I, you know, I agree with you. Um, so that'll about wrap it up for the Forrest Gump episode of the Podducers. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Quote King, thanks for joining me on this nice, toasty Sunday morning. Always there, buddy. And uh, for those of you listening at home, the Producers is part of the BICBP Radio Network. You can find us on the uh, www.bicbp-radio.com slash Producers. That's P-O-D-U-C-E-R-S. Uh, you can also listen to us on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, uh, Amazon Music, and probably like 900 other podcast app uh, apps you can find us on facebook just search the producers we'll pop up like follow share subscribe there uh we'll be posting different movie discussion topics things like that just different questions graphics fun things uh you can see our ratings for every movie and the fun little graphic that i made like i did for last week and cut
that's a wrap. This is Generic American Sports Podcast Center. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Generic American Sports Host Podcast Thing. Today in sporting news, some things happened that were some stuff and some other things. Some statistical values to back up those things are this. As you can see, the thing I just said statistically did happen. Yo, wait a minute. I feel like I could listen to this show anywhere and be just as bored. Why am I listening to this stuff? You want a better sports experience from your podcast? Head over to Hats, Tats, and Stats on the BICBP radio network. Not generic, not boring, and a little out there sometimes. Tune in to Hats, Tats, and Stats on the BICBP radio network.